Vicious Losers Podcast, episode 69. I'm Paul. Uh, I'm Casey. Uh, <laughs> and the children are back. It's yes. great. Um, yeah, man. We took a we took a week off to yeah. uh I celebrated my wife's birthday. And um in that time it was the Super Bowl I didn't want to see has now happened. So Yeah, I know. Are my... you excited? Where's your excitement level? Oh, the, yeah, this is the this is the two teams I didn't want to watch, just like you just like you said. I was I was rooting for Buffalo and Green Bay and Yeah, me too. Now we get Tampa Tampa and uh, Kansas City and I don't really want to root for Tom Brady, but um I don't want to root for Kansas City because they won last year. So it's it's that old dilemma. It's like, ah, yeah, I'm kind of stuck. We're going to talk. We'll talk a bit more about it. Sure. And we'll talk a little bit about the Blazers today. And um, I don't know what else. We'll just kind of wing it today and just kind of sure see what comes up. But first, what are you drinking over there, bud? Uh, I got the new field of greens is finally out. The Fort George. This one's oh, uh, jealous. So jealous. Uh, Reginald is the is the name of this one. Good old Reggie. They, they each have a, you know, a, a different stamp based on. Right, based on the hops that they use in it, I believe. Um, mm, Reginald hops. But this is <laughs> Reginald hops. This this one is incredible. It's one of my favorites of theirs of the Field and Greed series. There's there's been like a couple dozen of them, but um, yeah, it's it's super citrusy and like really bright and uh, and a, a nice hoppy finish. It's a, it's an excellent beer. I would if you can find it somewhere out there. Um, obviously, you'd probably have to be in the Northwest, but. Uh, I, I'd, I'd grab it, grab a four pack of them and, and enjoy it while you can, because they probably you don't usually last too long in the stores. Hundred percent. Excellent. Yeah. What about yourself? Hundred percent. Um, I had so you gave me a field of greens the other day that I drank, which was mm-hmm. thank you, and it was fantastic. But you also gave yeah. me a couple of beers um, that I hadn't had from Adrate Theory, who we've yep. talked about out in Virginia, who has quickly become rivaling my favorite brewery alongside Fort George. Yeah. Um. So I had the the EBK earlier, which is an Imperial Hazy. Um, which you had, yeah. I think. I think um, I had it last night for the first time or two yeah. ago. It was it was good. It wasn't it wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, because I have really high I have a really high bar for Adroit Theory. Um so it wasn't one of the best ones I've had from them, but it was really, really good. Sure. Compared um, to a lot of other I just cracked and uh, poured Abandon All Hope, which is another mm. hazy Imperial IPA. Uh, this one's got a really sweet, like bloody skeleton cyborg fat guy on the cover. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love their uh, cans. Their cans are freaking great. Um but this one actually kind of spoke to me because on all their beers, they say like what food and cheese oh, yeah. and cigar I you should that. pair it with. Yeah. Uh, and it says flank steak and shiitake yakitori. And I'm like, well, that Ooh. sounds delicious. So I almost want that over the beer. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's it's part of their ghost series. I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Their ghost series, they have, I think it's almost a thousand, if not more variations of this like hazy series. This one's 934 on the yeah. series. Yeah. Um, and it's very bright in color. It kind of looks like the Field of Greens. Yeah. In the glass, I'm gonna take a sip real quick. Live taste, love it. It is. It's a little lighter, um, yeah. a little easier on the on the palate than um, than the EBK was. The EBK was a little heavy, a little hoppy. Sure. Um, this one's a little brighter. Um, very good. I don't think either one holds a candle to that field of greens. Field, yeah, yeah, field of greens. I almost said field of dreams. Uh, <laughs> that too. Uh, that too. I mean, if you build it, it will come. Um, yeah, so good beers today. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, Dame just rolled an ankle. I can't tell what happened. Uh, kind of, but he uh, looks like he's up. Looks like he's up yeah, walking. He's but he's I'm, I'm a bit he behind you, so I don't know. Yeah. He just looked angry. He fell. Yeah. Um, anyway, as you can tell, we have the Blazers on. Yeah. Uh, Blazers down, uh, you know, 60% of their starting five is out for this yes, game, which is great. Right. I know. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. Let's talk Super Bowl real quick. Yeah, um, let's do it. So, did you watch much of the championship games? Let's see. Uh, I didn't. I, I'm trying to think back. It was kind of a crazy day. Uh, Michelle has a big like work event coming up, so I, I uh, Satercon, baby. Yeah, in, in t- two weeks, I believe. So she worked most Sunday, so I didn't get a chance to really watch a ton of the games. I didn't. Don't think I watched any of the Green Bay game, and I I watched more of the second game, the Tampa um, Buffalo game. Yeah. Until it got kind of ugly, and I was just bored with it because it was bumming me out. But uh, yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer that the that those two teams won. I mean, I will say I, I'm it. Tom Brady being there again is kind of like blab, but at least it's not the Patriots. At least it's a different team. And I and I like a lot of the players on Tampa Bay. You know, I like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and uh, I, I I respect Bruce Arians and his and you know and, and his coaching staff and stuff. So. 
Um, I mean, I have I have some takes about this. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you. And there. I like so Gronk I think, too. So I think um, Green Bay lost that game because Matt Lafleur got outcoached. Sure, I heard a bit about that. Not and going for it on a fourth down and some other. It sure, it issues. sure sounds like Aaron Rodgers is is kind of fed up. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I, I, think actually... the, I think he's the unanimous MVP this year. He had sure. a, an incredible statistical year. They were the number one seed. Yeah. Out of the NFC. Um, yeah, I don't blame him after they drafted you know um, Love in the first round, and it was like, what, what are they doing exactly? Um, and then he came out and obviously was proved that you know he should still be a he's still a, a Hall of Fame starting quarter quarterback in the league. Um, Absolutely. I thought that was a very strange draft pick personally. And then uh, you saw Lafleur in the in the uh, press conference. Really, he looked really dejected and talking about how much he wanted um, wanted Aaron Rodgers to stay. And he's he's like the franchise quarterback and all this. And and I wonder if he was trying to do some damage control or if he was if he felt like you know they kind of messed up um, the game and and whatnot. It, but Aaron Rodgers strikes me as the kind of guy who, when things are going well. He's the best teammate to have, and when things mm-hmm. are going poorly, he's the worst teammate sure. to have. I think that's um, I think that's been confirmed almost. <laughs> he, he's he doesn't seem like a real. I mean, I think he's I actually think he's a really great guy in general, mm-hmm. as far as like philanthropic. He's very passionate, um, though. Yeah, and he's he's very passionate, and he doesn't take losing well. Yeah. Um, which just, in a different way than someone like say Tom Brady, mm-hmm. who just refuses to shake hands when he gets beat, like a child. Mm-hmm. Um. Rodgers will congratulate the other team, but he's pissed. Sure. Um, and I, I think rightfully so. They didn't do anything that really helped them. They made it really a lot out of a little this year as far as offensive output. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, I mean, I got to say, I, I kind of feel like this might be it for Rodgers in Green Bay. You think he's going to get traded? And if that's the case, I'm, I, I mean, I want to I want to see if I can somehow get John Lynch's phone number down in, in the Bay <laughs> in San Francisco and say, Hey, but why don't you bring Aaron back home to the Bay? And, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure he's aware. Thing. I'm sure he's aware. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, it's going to be a weird offseason. I know just to move away for one second, we can go back to the, the other game, but it's going to be an interesting offseason for quarterbacks. Cause you might see uh, Deshaun Watson have a new home. You might see uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers have a new home, uh, Matt Stafford. So there's going to be a lot of shakeup at the quarterback position. Yeah. I can talk about That's that be... another time, but going to be crazy. Um, yeah, and I think this was the, the one game where Green Bay's secondary just looked outmatched. Sure, yeah. Um, which which is really disappointing because they played really well all year long. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. put any of this on on necessarily a guy like like Darnell Savage or Jair Alexander. Um, it's yeah. mostly Kevin King because Kevin King got beat multiple times in coverage and then had that horrible PI at the end of the game. But he should, never should have been put in that position because LaFleur yeah. should have gone for it and not mm-hmm. gone for the field goal. Sure. Down eight. Yep. yep um, that's right. But, you know, it is what it is. And and Tampa Bay's there. Um, I think it's really interesting that Tampa Bay will be the first team ever to play the Super Bowl at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what a year to do it when there's, I mean, there's I mean no it's, fans. It's, it's not, it's Tampa. <laughs> well, there'll be, be some fans. Who you, I think they went 7,000 or something like that or 12,000. It's Tampa. They're idiots. They're going to put, yeah. they're going to put people in the, in the seats. Um, yeah. You know, but uh, I think. I heard they're giving, well, I think I heard they're giving seventh or they're, uh, Either giving or selling seven thousand tickets to vaccinated, uh, giving away. People. Were they giving to, away? So they're giving it to um, frontline workers who are vaccinated. Well, that's that's so great. At least, at least that's I believe something. it was. They were saying on the on the broadcast of the Buffalo game last night. They were talking about it a little bit, and they said something about it was like an entire COVID response unit at one of the hospitals in Tampa. Oh, nice. Um, that's great to which I, to which I was kind of like, well, I hope it's not the entire unit that's going. Cause they might need something. You know, I mean, <laughs> right. Like, someone might need to be there. Someone might need to be there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's very true. Good. That's a good anyway, question. Anyway, I don't know. That's cynical me. Um, <laughs> I'm sure not everyone actually wants to go to the Super Bowl. So here's my takeaway on the Super Bowl is that I didn't want to see Tampa and Kansas city. There's something about Kansas city that just pisses me off and I can't I put my finger on it. I can't put my finger on it. And I think I it's know. because they've been so, willy-nilly about players with um, mm. really bad off-the-field problems and turn a blind eye. The fair. only one who who they let go was Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Um, and in that same breath, we're like, we're, we're not going to stand for this, and we're getting Kareem Hunt out of here. And everyone yeah. was like, good for you. They went out and traded for Frank Clark, who I had know. domestic abuse issues. Yeah. Uh, Tyreek Hill has had more. I mean, he's on the football field. Tyreek Hill is amazing. He's incredible to watch. Sure. He's a horrible human being off the football field for all the repeated beating up of women he's done. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's not. This isn't a, a debatable fact. He's no, done. No, period. Yeah. The only one that I really like on that, like two, I should say, I really like that really stand out off the top of my head on that team are Mahomes because I like, I love Mahomes. Mahomes. He's yeah. fun to watch, and Travis yeah. Kelsey because I think he's fun to watch. I, I do agree. think Travis Kelsey's a child. I think when things don't go well, he throws temper tantrums. He's Is been he? kicked out. He's been that. kicked out of games for throwing his helmet. Yeah. He's gotten in referees' faces. He's he's a large child. Yeah. Um. I don't know what it is about Kansas City, but I just when I watch them, I get angry. Okay, and it's been this way this yeah. entire season. I've watched them, and I just every time they do something well, I'm just like, ugh, again. Yeah, that's fair. It, it's it's kind of like the New England feeling that people had over the yeah. years. And I love watching I, Mahomes though. Mahomes is just so I, fun I love to watching watch. Mahomes. Such a great quarterback. I do love watching Mahomes. Um, I, I I love the way that they they're doing it really without a star running back again. It's just yeah. they're just spreading it around, mm-hmm. you know. Um. I think I'm going to root for Tampa Bay. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you. I you know I might be I might be doing that as well. As think, as much as I don't like Brady, I do kind of like I would like kind of like to see Brady win one with not in New England because I mean the the argument is over Tom Brady's probably the best quarterback in the history of NFL or at least top 3 or something yeah. like that. Um and I don't really like yeah. Tom Brady, but uh it would be nice to see him win somewhere else just just to stick it to New England because I still hate New England forever. I just always will. So it's, um yeah, to, to and, me, it's a matter yeah, of separating on and off field. And I think that's the that's hard fair. thing that yeah. you and I both have issues with this to a certain extent. I know our friend Brandon has a trouble with this too, is yeah. in separating the off the field. Uh, sure. You know, the, the MAGA hat or, 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 or whatever it is. Not my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. And I think uh, generally speaking, I think Tom Brady has done a lot of slime ball things. Sure. Um, but there's no documented history of Tom Brady beating up his wife. No, that's true. And that's or, worse. <laughs> uh, any kind of abuse to children or anything of that nature. He's just a really odd vegan Republican rich kid. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. But it's with, with the Patriots, you everyone kind of had this disdain for sure. the Patriots, and rightfully so, for a variety of reasons. Yeah. I'm finding myself now thinking, and I kind of, we kind of talked about this a couple of years ago. I don't even remember if we started the podcast when we were talking about this because I think you and I, I think it was when we were starting to plan the podcast and kind of figure out, okay, let's start doing this. What do we want to talk about and all that stuff? And I think it was two years ago because I think it was the, um, I think it was when they beat Kansas City in the AFC Championship. Okay. Because I remember you coming over here and we talked about it because I was very clearly rooting for New England in that game, mm-hmm. and you were you were thinking I was crazy. Yeah. And I was trying to explain to you, and I couldn't do it in a very uh, succinct and, and clear manner because, A, I was drinking, and, and two, <laughs> uh, I, I tend to ramble, but as we all know. <laughs> sure. But I I think I'm at the point, and it was a couple of years ago, and I've kind of turned the corner now and like gone full lean into it, is that I'm just, I'm just appreciating Tom Brady. Yeah, I get because it. Because he is really incredible. He is. And yeah, he threw three interceptions in that game against Green Bay. Tom Brady did what he had to do and they won the game. Yeah. No, I think in that sense, I'm going to enjoy this Super Bowl uh, in the sense of uh, enjoying Tom Brady as a player more than I would if it was the Patriots. Um, so so I, I don't know if I'm really going to root for Tampa Bay. I probably will end up rooting for them, but I don't think I'm going to have that same hatred that I've had in the past. So, with you know, it'll be an enjoyable game to watch and all. I just... It would have been so much better if it was Buffalo and Green Bay. Or even just Buffalo. I would have liked to have seen Buffalo in there. I wanted Buffalo. Buffalo is the team I wanted in there. Um, They looked pretty bad. It's not so much they looked that bad. Because they came out 9-0. And And looked great. Yeah, at first. Yeah, I think I missed the beginning. It was just Kansas City just caught fire. Yeah, yeah. Allen threw a couple rough balls, too. He was was getting... Yeah, well... The the coverage was really good, and he, he... they were playing a lot of bump. They were getting really aggressive and they were bump and run coverage. And they just, they weren't allowing Diggs to get off the line. And and as much as we love Stefan Diggs, as much of a wonderful season as he had, he, he needs to get separation off the line or he's ineffective. He's not, he's not strong enough to fight through a physical corner. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they they bullied him. Yeah. So, uh, So, and that's, that's what what I worry about. Yeah. Go ahead. Sure. So how big, how big do you think the loss of Eric Fisher is going to be for Kansas City in the Super Bowl? As you I know, don't he, know. He's their he's their big time left tackle, and he he tore his Achilles, and 
I don't know how how bad it's going to hurt them, and mainly because I don't. They They don't don't run the ball. That's true. Barely ever. And and Mahomes is pretty good at uh, at at you know get out of here. Get uh, the pressure. Sorry, (laughs) Rosie popped in here, just jammed her nose into me while I'm talking. It's like get out of here. Anyway, but uh, I mean Mahomes is good at feeling pressure, and he's 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 quick on his feet. But still, you know, an All Pro uh, uh, left tackle is a big loss. It is. Um, I'm more concerned about who on Tampa Bay is going to cover those receivers. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's that's my issue is because if they so if Tampa Bay plays the way that Kansas City's secondary does mm-hmm. against Buffalo and jams and tries to you know jam Tyreek Hill the best you can and force Mahomes to try to make uh, multiple reads quickly. Sure. And I say quickly because you, you're what you want to bring heavy pressure off the edge, mm-hmm. especially with no Eric Fisher there. Um, then in theory. You can slow down that offense. I don't think Tampa can slow them down enough. I want Tampa to win. I just don't think they can score enough points to keep up. Yeah. Uh, even without Fisher, because I think well, I think if the game were being played today or tomorrow, maybe because it might be kind of a, a you know, okay, what are we going to do without Fisher? How are we going to you know sure. scheme up something? You're yeah. giving Andy Reid two weeks. Two weeks to, to figure something. Two out. weeks to figure out, and when I mean, you you damn sure that Mahomes is in those meetings saying, yeah. okay, here's here's what and we're I'm not do I'm not really even. I'm not even sure who who's going to cover Fisher if he's if 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 whoever plays left tackles even is is more than capable or not. So I, mean, um, I don't think there was anyone on the starting offensive line, the projected starting offensive line, that was higher than like a fifth or a sixth round pick. Yeah. Okay. The right tackle was an undrafted free agent. Hmm. Um. So I mean, like, it's just a, a cast of nobodies. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, it's interesting. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll talk a bit more about it next week because uh, there's no Pro Bowl. Yeah, um, yeah we'll right. see. I don't know. Let's talk Does Blazers. Anybody a watch bit. the Pro Bowl anyway? I don't. I don't know. Does anyone even play in the Pro Bowl? When's the last time? Out. Yeah. When was the last time you watched the Pro Bowl? Were you like twelve? At least ten. <laughs> Maybe earlier. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm trying to remember. I don't even know if I remember watching a Pro Bowl. I kind of vaguely remember. Like, I remember watching like pieces. You watch Pro a little Bowl, bit, but, but of course, who's going to just sit there and watch that whole game? <laughs> I, don't know, I couldn't. I, uh, I mean, maybe when we were kids, we might yeah, have. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's talk Blazers. Let's sure. let's, let's get into this. So, yeah, um, I think I'm trying to think. Did we yeah. talk about Nurkic's rest? I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think when it all happened. When all this happened. <laughs> I think. Oh, shoot, I don't know if we did or not. I don't know. Um, I couldn't tell you. Well, when Nurkic, when did it happen? The fractured, Nurkic yeah. with a fractured wrist. Yeah is 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 rough but you have cancer you have giles so you have a little bit of depth behind there to hopefully fill in the gap cj's foot is a bigger issue it's a big one um because as we've seen with foot injuries across multiple sports is you never quite know how they're going to heal sure and he had he had one his rookie year too right different foot i think is a different foot i think so i know i could be completely wrong but yeah uh, Um, now the thing is cj is not a moron He's yeah. not. He's not going to rush back if he's wrong. Yep. If something doesn't feel right, he's not going to push it. Um, and I think this team is good enough to be able to tread water. But I'll tell you, yeah, I think so. Covington getting hurt last night with some it was friendly concussion, fire, right? friendly fire concussion from Cantor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Derek Jones getting hurt tonight. I just saw that. Yeah. What's going on with his knee? Uh, I saw him on the know. bike. Something, something's going Jesus on with his Christ. leg. I hope. I hope that's not. Uh, uh, he's been big. You know, he's been a great defensive player for us. The team has no depth is yeah. the problem. And oh, he's back in. Oh, good. Okay. Well, let's take that one away. Okay. Then. Oh, there we go. Yeah, put that one back, <laughs> in, our, back in our pocket. Um, Blazers Twitter has been kind of going crazy about how they hate Carmelo Anthony. Our friend Danny Morang can't, can't stand Carmelo Anthony. And I think it just depends on what you want out of the guy. Like, like we were talking a little bit off air. Like if you expect him to come in and be this super efficient bench scorer, that's yeah. not his game. He'll never do that. Uh, but but in a game like tonight, yeah. a game like tonight, no one could hit a shot, and then all yeah. of a sudden, Melo got get, hot. He can get hot when he gets hot. He'll he'll string some together, and he's a guy you can rely on um, at the end of a game too to to be to be confident enough to take that shot, whether or not he makes it or not. That's that's you know something. But but he's he's still a big time vet, Hall of Fame presence that 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 a lot of his uh, positives can't really be a. a he doesn't really show up on the box score. I think, 
I think he's pretty underrated in that sense. But yes, I mean, he has those games where he might be really off and he's going to be shooting nothing but mid-range jumpers and the, and they'll bounce around or the ISO will die, will uh, make the offense kind of die. But but he has a lot of uh, intangibles that I that I think are important to our team. I can't talk too much shit about Carmelo. I love Carmelo. I didn't think I'd say that. Like when we first picked him up, I was pretty uh, I was pretty uh, uh I just didn't know how it would go, you know? You were hesitant. You were hesitant. Yeah, hesitant. That there brings you go. me to a good point because, I mean, I'm not going to talk at length about this because I, I talked at length about this on Twitter today oh, and shit. it got me so agitated Yeah. Um, for a variety of reasons. But uh, Dame has this new sneaker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the Oklahoma City colorway. Right, it has is it's it's a whole thing that Adidas is doing, and that's fine. I think it's I think it's stupid, but it's it's marketing. So I don't understand sneaker marketing. Someone else might, um, but so it has a stat line from the game where he dropped fifty on OKC and basically mm-hmm. killed that franchise. That's fine. That's great. I think it's in poor taste because whether whether he was included in the conversation or not, this has Dame's name all over it. It's yeah. the Dame fix. It's mm-hmm. the Dame, the Dame, the Dame, and all over the internet. It's Damian Lillard trolls OKC. Damian, and, and he's saying he's he doesn't have anything to do with it. I don't quite believe all of that yeah. necessarily. I have a hard time believing that someone of the stature and the contract that Dame has with Adidas doesn't have input on this. I'm sure he knew uh, to a certain extent. Like let's just call it what it is. But it's my question that I posed on Twitter, and it became this long discourse that I did not intend to get as deep as it did. But the question was, you know, I think as Blazer fans, we kind of chuckle about it. And we say, you know, it's Dame. You're like, you know, he's a good guy, right? Yeah. But if it were someone else, and I, I of course, I, I made the stupid mistake of saying, what if it was Russ or somebody and, and mm-hmm. Cassidy Gimmett, who is a wonderful human being, and we love Cassidy, but she, she was like, well, when they hit one, when they hit a couple game winners, let us know. Maybe they can talk. Sure. And I was like, no, hey, I saw that. I, I agree. I, that's a valid point. <laughs> yeah. um, but my, my point is, it's, it's, what if it was a player that, that you might not love? Like, I don't love LeBron James. I respect the hell out of LeBron James. I don't love LeBron James. If this came out and the new LeBron had something like this and it was trolling, even if it wasn't trolling Portland, if it was trolling um, Miami. Know, Miami or Cleveland, or, <laughs> you wouldn't do that. Cleveland, or, yeah, Cleveland yeah. would be an absolute gut punch. That yes, got to be some bullshit. But, <laughs> that um, would be. I don't. But yeah. I, would say, I, would say, I would say it's in poor taste. So yeah, I think the I reason know. that we give, I think my personal belief is that we give Dame a pass because we all believe that Dame is a wonderful human being. And for all intents and purposes, he is. But none of us actually know Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. So we're assuming that he is a wonderful human being at, at all facets of life. And he, I mean, to be fair, like I want to I want to believe that. Like I want to trust in, in, in my heart of hearts that he is the best human being in the world. But <laughs> I, I guess my counter argument is, I don't know about you, but I didn't like Carmelo Anthony before he came here. No, I didn't. I thought he was, and, I thought he was no. a Madonna. I thought he was a cancer in the locker room. And he comes here, and all of a sudden, we love Melo. You and yeah. I love Melo. Mm-hmm. A lot of Blazers fans don't, Still but don't like we him. love yeah. Melo. Um, and it's just, I, I've, it's, it's that Tom Brady thing. Like, I'm like, oh man, like, I didn't really appreciate how great Melo was as a player. Like, he's really fun to watch watching him every night. Yeah, uh, it can be very irritating, like you said, taking transition threes. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, anyway, that's just my my point on that because we're talking about Blazer Twitter and Mellow and all that. It's just like, how do you know? How do you know if if something if someone had you know something to do with a bad decision and can it still be petty and they can they still be a good person? Like it's, I think this is a broader conversation to have. Sure. You know? um, well, it didn't bother me personally. Um, I. Well, like I said, it doesn't bother me necessarily. Would it bother me if I, another player did it? I mean, yeah, but there's a lot of things that bother. It bothers me every time I see that clip of uh, Shaquille O'Neal dunking the ball on the Blazers when during in that Western Conference Finals. Every time I see that, it gets, still gets played. I still see it. If you, if you want to it bothers me. Just, just look up the clip of him uh, dunking and putting his nuts on Chris Dudley when well, Dudley was in the Knicks and well, Dudley throws the ball great. back at him like he's a I love guy. that. That's, that's a, fantastic. That's one of the. I found that clip a while back, and I and I I watched that like ten times in a row, and just was like, "Yes, Chris Dudley, <laughs> that's perfect." See, Dudley deserves that. I'm fine with that. I don't mind that. Yeah. So I mean, like, <laughs> but anyway, whenever, I, whenever I feel bad about Shaq dunking on the Blazers, I go back sure, and look at that clip, and I'm just like, "Okay." Well, um, yeah. I mean, it wasn't just Shaq; it was just the Lakers just doing that, and then and then you know, it's that's still like a like a top moment in NBA history, <laughs> like a huge mm-hmm. comeback that led them to a championship. So, um, 
I mean, it's not quite the same as like putting a game like that on, on your shoes, but I mean, I think Dame has the right to, whether or not he's admitting to it or not, has the right to flaunt that as much. I mean, there's there's not that many players that have uh, one-off teams in the playoffs, and he's done it twice. And this last one, this last one, he did it uh, against Oklahoma City, and he pretty much broke that whole team up because I because I, I think there's nobody else on that. I, I don't know. I don't know who else is on that squad right now that was on that same team. I think Hamadou Diallo. Diallo. Diallo might be the only one. He's the only one left on um, that roster, which is incredible. Which is incredible. That's one player broke a team up, and I know he said. I I know that he said that he didn't want to talk about it anymore, but he was just saying that to to kind of fuel the fire of the Paul George thing in the bubble and and all that. But I mean, you see that they have a big rivalry. Like Paul George has, has said multiple times that he wants to stay on a team and this is his team forever. And then mm-hmm. he's, he's skipped town. He's done that. What? Two, three times now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Russ Westbrook has, has talked mad shit about Dame uh, over the years, you know, saying how he always puts points on him, and, he, and he's, he's much better than, than Dame. And there's always this back and forth. So I think this is just a, like a final, like F you to to those two players, especially. And I'm all right with it. I like the feuds in, 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 in the NBA. Um, you're not going to see Dame playing Russ that much. And, you know, since he's in the East now as much, um, and, you know, Paul George is second fiddle to Kawhi. So I, I mean, I like it. I personally like it. I'm fine with it. Yep. And it would fine. piss me yeah. off, but I don't think, I, I don't think, think it's as big of a deal as, as maybe you think it is personally. Um, I just, I just think it was kind of, it was, it was unlike Dame. I guess. And that, that, that's the kind of part that kind of caught me a little odd was like, it's unlike Dame. And then there's the part of me that doesn't understand sneaker culture at all. So I look at it and I'm like, okay, it's a Dame shoe in Oklahoma City colorway. Sure. But it's trolling Oklahoma City with the stat line. So I don't think Oklahoma City fans are going to buy the shoe. Well, no, he's not selling it to Oklahoma City fans. But then are Blazer fans going to buy the shoe? I don't know. I mean, like, I don't. I I have no idea. I'm not a sneaker guy. I I don't know. I'm not a sneaker guy either. But I think think there are people that collect shoes, obviously, and they'll collect Dame's shoes because I think his are pretty. uh, thought highly thought of, so I mean, I I think people will buy it. I think people will buy it just because of the reason that it's getting all this uh, attention. You know, yeah. I mean, I that's what I think at least. I don't know. I don't understand sneakers. I, that's I don't either. I don't either. I'm not going to pretend like I do. We can move on. Um, sure. We can move on. So yeah, it looks like Derek Jones, Jones is hurt again. Him. Just, just I mean, what's that? Oh, is he? He's hurt again. Well, he went. He he was limping around for about a minute on the court, and then he went off and was sitting down, dejected, looking on the sideline with a trainer okay. next to him. Good, wonderful. So, so I don't know what what he heard exactly. Uh, I haven't looked on Twitter. I'm sure Twitter knows, but maybe, it could just wanna, be a hamstring. Wanna... It could be something. But he was really limping and looking pretty rough there. So I, I don't. I, I would. I would guess. I would guess he'll if be I look out. On Twitter right he'll now, be out down ten. It's going to be the sky is falling, and it's going to be fire stats everywhere. <laughs> you're probably so right i just I can't i can't deal with it anymore like it's, no, just, I, it's I get a it. stupid argument like that that terry stotts is the reason this team hasn't been good the reason this team hasn't been good is they haven't had enough talent mm-hmm. in the one year they do have enough talent they've had injury issues yeah so like i'm not saying terry stotts is the greatest coach but like let's call it what it is there is not a great coach who's like oh man i can't wait till they fire terry stotts so i can go to portland no one in their sure. right mind yeah. is saying that there is not a coach who is like chomping at the bit to come to Portland. It's not a thing. It's not a destination for an NBA sure. coach. I think. I think if if Portland were to fire Stotts, if the the season went sour and Derek Jones is out, it looks it sounds like it's a quad, some sort of quad issue. Uh, anyway, um, I think that if we were ever to find a new coach, it would be it would be an assistant somewhere looking for a job, it, it, like you know, up and coming guy looking looking for a job that. Yeah, as it should be. I totally agree. It won't be a, you know, it won't be a Jeff Van Gundy. At least it better not be. Or a Mark Jackson. I was talking to someone a while back who's like, they should like hire Mark Jackson or Jeff Van Gundy. I'm like, no, do I, do you just listen to the broadcast of the of the ABC? I mean, what? No, neither one of those guys. Please, no. I mean, I'd, I'd rather hire Van Gundy than Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson's so a horrible. Coach. He's a horrible coach and not a great person. And yes, I, I would I would rather hire Van Gundy as well. Um, but I don't want either one of them personally. <laughs> Other than that I, clip, I, 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 I saw that yeah. I saw that clip of Van Gundy uh, the other day of I completely forgot about of him like hanging on to Alonzo Mourning's leg during that fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that does the best video I saw. And it, I, I, I completely forgot about it. I was like, this is so amazing. This I, little guy. I, just... 
anyway. love Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, I do too. But I don't think I, I really wanted to coach my team. But no, no. Uh, Mellow with a timely three. Look at that. Fantastic. Um, on that Blazers Twitter. Yeah. Um, I just I'm want us to be, to be successful. Twitter, come on. There's really nobody <laughs> on, on our team right now that I dislike. Um, I just want us to be successful. I, I really do. I, I for Dame, for Carmelo, for for uh, CJ, for Nurk, for everybody. I, I want us to be healthy and, and play well. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm not looking to bag anybody. You know, I wasn't like a huge Whiteside fan, and there's there's I think there's legit reasons for that. Um, but there's not been a lot a lot of players that I just really don't like over the years, other than you know Raymond Felton and some players like that. Um, I mean, to, for me, it's it's Cupcake Felton, and it's the guys who had like. Off court bullshit issues sure. like Quintel there's, Wood. There were some guys that had that had issues like uh like I wasn't I, I got pretty frustrated with Jared Jack and Jared Bayless, um especially just because they, Jared Bayless they, he was no good here. Yeah, they, but they're always Jared like Jack at least was decent here. He, he was just, all right. He just, they he, both he never fit the modern NBA. I guess yeah. The, but, if Jared Jack was around in the early '90s, he would have been a star. That's fair. But both guys always seemed to like. uh catch the ball on the sideline and be, and have one foot halfway out of bounds or dribble the ball off their leg. They, they both always seem to do that and just drove me nuts. I don't think um, anyone ever accused those two of being like hyper intelligent athletes. No, no. Maybe that's the, I, I think it's like the bonehead plays I get frustrated with, with players, like, you know, the ones that are like, um, but, but other than that, like I, I, it's hard for me to just bag on players. I mean, taking star quality out of the picture, taking guys like Dame out of the picture, the best point guard we've had in a very long time was Steve Blake. Sure. Steve yeah. Blake didn't step out of bounds. He didn't make the bad play. He was lacking in athleticism compared to other players, but he was he played timely defense. He, he always was out there trying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Steve Blake was a great blazer. He was only he, I mean, he was here what, seventeen times? <laughs> Something like that. I think it literally was what, five, five separate times? Yeah. And, and then right. he was like some sort of scout for or not scout, but like a assistant assistant or something. He was something couple years ago where he wasn't really an assistant coach, but he was, we, we laugh about life, like lifelong blazer, you know, yada, yada, whatever. Like Steve Lake literally was a lifelong blazer. He was here so many damn times. I mean, like he had a full career here. Yeah. No, he did. He did. Um, let's shift gears away. Gosh, I don't know what I want to talk about. I was going to say we could talk a little bit about, um, some of the NFL hires, but nothing's really like exciting. No, I don't know keeping up with it or not a little bit yeah um i know that you what do you think about the jets hire because that's your 49er guy right uh, i think it's a it's a, it's a brilliant move for the jets yeah so it it's twofold i'm i it pains me to see uh saleh and and to see um uh mcfloor's little or uh lafleur's little brother mcfloor <laughs> mcfly <laughs> before his little brother go with him i know there's a lot of minor ties on that staff but you're the jets need a culture change yeah and uh he's definitely a rah-rah type of guy um but But they might need that after you know the negativity of adam gase they might need that and he he got a lot out of that defense and a lot of defense that was banged up a lot Mm mm-hmm they were cycling guys in and and getting production out of guys who had no business being productive. Yeah. Um. So, like, I think it's a great hire for them. Um. The other side of that is I'm I think that the Niners today announced that they were promoting D'Amico Ryan's from linebacker coach up to DC, mm-hmm. um, which makes me very happy because I I think there's been in in a large amount of coordinators and you know head yeah. assistants who have been people of color and that's what the league needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. I'm totally not to mention, I think he was, he was an incredible middle linebacker mm-hmm. in his yeah. career. I think he's a really good coach. The linebackers haven't been the issue in, in San Francisco. Sure. They've got great linebacker play the last couple of years out of guys like Fred Warner, Quan Alexander, when he was healthy, Drake Greenlaw. Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm also really excited about the chargers hire. Yeah, I, I was, we was going to ask you about that. Brandon Steele. Really Brian Dable. Yeah. Uh, and, um, I talked to a couple of Chargers guys uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, guys from the Chargers Brawl yeah. uh, podcast, and they were pretty popular. They were in the Dable too because that news broke when I talked to them sure. about like Dable was the favorite, and I was like, "Oh man, like he's he's the Josh Allen whisperer, and who better than you know the Josh Allen whisperer to go sure. coach?" Sure. Um, but the more I'm thinking about it, this is a pretty smart hire. Brandon Staley's yeah. a good, I think he's a under the radar good hire here. Sure, I agree. Um, 
I hope I, I'm a little I'm a little less enthused about Joe Lombardi as his offensive coordinator. Oh, is that who got the offensive coordinator job? I didn't see that yet. Yeah. I'm a little less in a bummer. Um, but I also think that you don't necessarily need to have a great offensive coach around Justin Herbert. Probably not, but I think it's more important to get that defense to to try to preserve leads. Yeah, I guess so. Um But still, I mean, you were kind of hoping for a a, a bigger splash for offensive coordinator. Um, right. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. Um, but, but who knows? I've, um, what do you think about, uh, Nick Sirianni in, in Philadelphia? I don't actually know much about that guy, but he, he was what Frank Reich's OC. Um, I think you're just, you know, staying in the, uh, staying in the mediocrity tree. Okay. So I think the Eagles are the Eagles are the Eagles and, um, okay. Yeah, sure. Do anything. For me, honestly, he sure. might be a good guy. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he's not my least favorite hire ever, I guess. Sure. Uh, my least favorite hire is the guy that Jacksonville, right? <laughs> no, Detroit. Detroit, Dan Campbell. Detroit. Yeah. So if you got that, that, that. Adam Gase had that horrible oh, press conference where he was coked out of his mind, right? Yes. We all we all know that clip. You want to take that and go worse? <laughs> and that's and Dan Campbell. Dan Jesus Campbell Christ. press conference where he essentially talked about how his team wasn't going to be good at football, yeah, but, but they, they were, were going to. The other team. Are you just gonna? Were they just gonna injure everybody? Like what? <laughs> That's kind of what I got. I was like, like Greg, wait, yeah. What are you gonna just beat everybody like, up? Are you, is this like Greg Williams? Is like the New Orleans team from you know the, the bounty gate? Yeah, I was talking what? to somebody on Twitter. I forget what the, who it was, and they were like, oh yeah, but he he's a great lineage. He's a he was a tight end coach in New Orleans, and I was like. That's the lot, that? last place you want to get your tight end from, a tight yeah. end coach. Like, yeah. Jared Cook, was he was great in for the Raiders, and he went to New Orleans. It was nothing. I thought he was good that one year with Dan Campbell. I read that somewhere. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Um, but great. either way, no, you're right. He was a tight end last year. I know. No, you're right. Like, they, had, they were playing Taysom Hill at tight end at times because the tight ends were so horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, Detroit. And then, and then Detroit says that they're going to mutually part ways with Matthew Stafford. It's just like, like I, I can't even imagine what it would feel like to be a Lions fan. Like I, I know. know, like my wife's from Michigan. Like her brothers are are big Lions fans. Um, yeah, yeah. Matt Stafford wasn't the problem there. Matt Stafford was never the problem. The, <laughs> the problem was that they couldn't keep Matt Stafford upright. Yeah. Yep. And he got hurt every year because he got hit every play. Yeah. I mean, he he threw a touchdown pass on a game-winning drive a couple of years ago with a broken collarbone. Yeah, like that's that's a stupid decision, but that's a tough kid. Sure, and that's the yeah. kind of guy you want as your quarterback. You want a guy who's just like, no, like we need to finish this out. Um, obviously, the the medical staff should have said, no, we're the medical staff, and mm-hmm. you're not. Yeah, uh, but but you know what I'm saying? Like it's the, it's the attitude, it's the moxie you want. Um, but that's, that team is just that's they're, kind of, they're, and that's funny. That's kind of ironic because that's almost what Dan Campbell was saying. That's the attitude they want is to go out there and really compete and be tough, yeah. no matter the talent. And yet, then they give rid get rid of the pretty much say they're going to get rid of the quarterback who is going out there and giving it his all. <laughs> hey, did Rodney Hood get hurt tonight? Uh, I think maybe it was just rest. I, I don't know. They, kept, they keep showing him on the sidelines. And he looks sad. I don't think he got hurt. I'm not really sure, 100 percent sure what was up with Rodney Hood, to be honest. But what better, uh, t- what better time to to rest one of your players than when you're I, down? You're starting shooting guard. Well, you're starting yeah. power forward. I mean, let's give him a break. He tore his Achilles. Uh, I there. I don't know exactly. I, I, I to be honest, I don't know uh, what exactly was going on with Rodney Hood. But but I mean, I'm but you know, I, I I can give the guy. I mean, give the guy a little bit of a break. But I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> he would have helped tonight, though. You're right. He wouldn't have hurt. No, by any means. Uh, um, no. What, what about all of Jacksonville's hires? What do, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't seen who they hired except for Urban Meyer. They hired. Uh, I, saw, I saw Urban uh, Meyer. I just slapped my head so much I they, stopped. They, they hired uh God, what's his name? Just give me a second. Uh, well, they hired the G- the GM from the Niners, the old the old Niners GM who was not popular, Trent mm-hmm. Balk, uh, mm-hmm. which I think was a pretty awful hire. Yep. Uh, and then they just hired uh, Daryl Bevel as OC. Oh God! <laughs> right. <laughs> which if is, I'm Trevor uh, Lawrence, I'm asking if I can stay in school. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. Um. Um. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't see that one. Yeah, that one happened, what, yesterday? 
No, I no, I saw today that Steelers promoted Matt Canada up to offensive coordinator, and everyone's like, it, Twitter is completely 50-50 split on that because like half of them are like, yeah, Matt Canada gets the best out of their players. And the other half are like, Matt Canada has never gotten anything out of anyone. Yeah, And I'm kind of on that, that boat where it's like he's not – he's he's had a hundred jobs in the last eight years because he's not a good coach yeah. like you know um <laughs> there's a quote about bevel that he's described as a nice guy but terrible coordinator <laughs> yeah uh, so he was with seattle for a long time when that offense was pretty awful who are they gonna hire yeah i don't know i'm very curious uh, about that as well there like, are these I'm, rumors I'm, of Adam Gase. I'm like, why is Adam Gase? Are these really te- oh, are these teams really interviewing Adam Gase or talking about interviewing him? Or is just like, is this just Adam Gase but like putting his name I mean, out there? Like I'm getting, a 49ers getting to his fan, man. I want them. I want them to hire Adam Gase today. The Niners? Uh, what? No, I want. I want the Seahawks. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I was confused by the way you said that. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm a Niners fan, but I want them to hire him today. Uh, yes, of course. Yeah. Adam Gase um, should not have a job in the NFL. I'm sorry. Just we just he just should not. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, uh, <laughs> it's I mean I don't even know what to think. Um, let, let's talk about what we're watching. Let's let's go a little pop culture here. Um, sure. What have you been watching? <laughs> Before I get into what I've been watching. Uh, anyway, let's see. We do it here. What have we been watching? <laughs> we watched a little bit of. Uh, um, oh God! What the. <laughs> The, the show about the swear words on Netflix. I can't think of the name of it. Oh, History of uh, Swear Words. History of Swear Words, yeah. yeah. We got all the way through until the last one, and it's it's pretty enjoyable for what it is. It's kind of like those old VH1 shows where they have, like, the – they talk about a topic, and they have, like, the comedians kind of make jokes. I love the 80s, yeah. Yeah, I love the 80s. So it's like, you know, a history lesson. They have, like, people talking about the, the history of the swear words. Um, the the comedians who kind of jump in there, and then obviously Nick Cage is the, is the host, and he's, you know, Nick Cage uh, in all his glory. It's enjoyable. It's nothing like deep or amazing, but it's 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 pretty enjoyable. Um, yeah. uh, we've been kind of we jumped into uh, the uh, enchantment enchantment. Yeah, the uh, you know the Matt Groening show, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and that the season two of that has been has been enjoyable, uh, and also the Expanse. Those are kind of the three shows we're watching. Um, okay. God, we just watched a movie. Uh, we watched The Verdict. We've been watching a lot of Sydney Lumet movies and. Uh, we watched the verdict on our movie night, our movie Saturday nice. night, which is, I've never seen the verdict. And it's a fucking fantastic movie. I mean, Paul Newman is absolutely amazing. Um, and I, I like, a, I, I like a good, I can't think how much Paul Newman's been bad in. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, I don't think so either. I, and I like a great courtroom drama and this one is one of the best. Um, yeah. What about yourself? What do you, you guys, uh, when, I think, when I think, when I think Casey, I don't think courtroom drama. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, no. uh, well, I mean, I love 12 angry men's amazing. Also Sidney Lumet. Um, and, I just recently for the first time watched a few good men and I was like, this is amazing. And so I've kind of like, I, I listened to a podcast. A few of, good uh, men is very good. Yes. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. And then there was a, a, uh, the big picture podcast had, uh, had something about courtroom dramas. I don't remember what episode it was. And, uh, it got me into looking into some more and then I was like, Oh, I got to watch the verdict. And that was also amazing. So yeah, a good courtroom drama is pretty solid. I, I like anything that's, that's well done. And, and uh, you know if it's if it's uh, written well and directed well, I'll enjoy it. So, how about yourself? What what have you guys been up to, TV wise? Well, uh, we're watching season two of uh, Servant, which is on Apple TV. Yeah, and uh, it's fine. I mean, we're we're invested at this point. Sure. So, yeah, you don't seem like super thrilled about it, but it's something that you're like, uh, I, I, but, you're, but you're like, I, we're gonna finish it off at least. It's simple. We uh, yeah. were we're three episodes through the first series, the first yeah, the first season of WandaVision, uh, which is the the first show from the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, on Disney Plus. And oh yeah, I think I think it's fantastic. Nice. Uh, Twitter seems that. to absolutely hate it. Twitter really? seems to think it's, it's it's hot steaming trash, and I just think that you need to watch it because it's they're not going to give it all away in the first episode. Of course you know not. What I mean? yeah. and, like it's gonna it's supposed to be a little odd and yeah you know and it's i think it's it elizabeth olsen i think is a tragically underrated actress um i think she's fantastic at everything she does Uh, i think paul bettany uh, has comedic timing is something i didn't know he had yeah um so that's great on this and it's starting to get a little darker uh the third episode was was 
dark. Yeah. There were, there were parts where it was like, Whoa, Oh, something's happening here. Sure. You know? Um, so I'm into it. We, we realized that we were way behind on shameless, which is the, that okay. showtime show, yeah. um, which is really just like pop fluff and it's, it's fun. It's just, it's sure. an easy watch. Um, I mean, we're way behind on that. So we've been trying to catch up on that. But then um, last week, Melissa had said, you know, I really want to watch Twin Peaks again. And that's like, nice. you know, that's essentially like foreplay for me. It's just like, yes, yeah, <laughs> like, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Like, like, yes. Right I, here it is. I'm ready. <laughs> um, and it's, uh, I mean, like, re- realistically, it was just like, what, what do you like? Like, are you serious about Twin Peaks? Because I'm kind of into this idea. And she's like, yeah. And then, of course, it's streaming on literally every platform. Um, so we are five episodes into the first season. Beautiful. Very nice. It's so great. It's just like, I, I can't think of a a TV character. I like more than Cooper. He's one of the best, one of the best of all time. One of the best, uh, protagonists in a TV show of all time. I think about this every time we watch Twin Peaks is I think about like, what if I were my age when this show originally aired? Right. And like, or like a little bit younger or like our parents age or like, you know, whatever it is, like not, not a kid. Cause we were kids when it came out uh-huh. and yeah, I didn't watch it. If, obviously didn't watch it when it what first if we came were out. older and we watched like, like who watched this and was like, this is so bizarre. Like it, so bizarre. This, this like, I don't even know. Like it's almost like a surrealism really? <laughs> to, to the show. And, and, and Melissa asked me yesterday when we were talking about it, she's like, I just can't like, we we're talking about how, how this made it to network TV. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, um, she was like surreal, like the surreal kind of concept wasn't really done then. It wasn't mainstream. And I said, but if it was at all close to mainstream, oh. isn't Lynch the one who did it? Yeah. Like, I think Lynch had, like, a, Lynch had a Blue bit Velvet. of a, but by, by that point, Lynch had some, some movies under his belt that he was, he was known. I mean, he, the alpha man was the Certainly. big one. Um, that was Academy Award nominated and all that. And, yep. and then Blue Eraser Velvet. Head, Blue Velvet. Well, Eraserhead was, I mean, at the time it was pretty unknown, but uh, Alpha Man was the big one. And, and then Dune, obviously, was the, which a, was a huge uh, disappointment, but that was also a big movie. And then Blue Velvet, Wild at Heart were all before Twin Peaks. Yeah. Um, so he kind of had that going yeah, in. Yeah, Wild at Heart that, was. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, Wild at Heart was uh, two years before. Yeah. Or maybe right around the same time. Um, but I, I think he had developed that that a little bit, so he had a little bit of a clout. But obviously, it came out and it was weird, and then the it, it didn't last long because of that. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like he was given total creative freedom, which he was. But it was, but it was, but they didn't. He wasn't allowed to end the show the way he wanted to because well, it was they so made weird. Him, they made him end it. Yeah, they, they made him end it because it, because it, I don't think it did well at the time. I mean, I had a cult following, obviously, and it's built that cult following so much so that that. Um, you know, people clamored for a, a new uh, season, new seasons, and and finally he he uh, he brought some to us in in 2017. Um, so yeah. while yes, it's it's amazing, and I'm so happy that it got on when it did. Um, it is weird. It's weird that it that it that it came on in the in the early 90s. This this crazy weird out there. God, there's nothing like it. I mean, it's like well, and surrealist, way, and it's like sometimes it's kind of sappy, especially in the first season. And sometimes it's there's, yeah, there's a funny. number of people that, that have that have told me like I've like you love Twin Peaks. I've never watched Twin Peaks. Yeah. Why like tell me about it? Like why should I watch it? I'm like I can't tell you can't, about it because yeah, it's, you can't explain it. It you just the only thing I can tell people if they've never seen it is just lean into it. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah, open there's your gonna mind. Be parts that are, there's going to be parts that are going to be really brilliant and beautifully filmed. There's going to be parts that are really funny. There's going to be parts that are going to be so off the wall stupid. You don't yeah. even like some poorly acted pieces. Oh, like yeah. it's just, it encompasses <laughs> everything sure. into a show. And I, I, I'm trying campy. to remember, like, it's, it's super campy. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, it, this is the one show I remember that, like, the music was so. Oh, man incredible and so important through it and it's not like it's like i think i'm just thinking about song from people it's like just the it's the everything even like the 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 shitty song that james sings (laughs) yes it's just it's weird and creepy even though i don't know if that is necessarily supposed to be but it fits that it's so weird and bad and creepy. everything is so odd like the first time you see cooper driving in the twin peaks and there's like jazz music in the background it's like this is a cool motherfucker right here like you know what i mean and just the the opening score of the of the show when it 
when it when the uh, title comes on, it's like oh, it God, shows so like good. the it shows the mist and the trees and and the waterfall and I, it, that I, just thinking about that song, just I, like I get chills because it's it's perfect. It's a perfect song for the show and it's a perfect song in general. And that in that sense, I, I love that show. It's fantastic. I love everything about it. Everything so, about it. Um, yeah. So what about Mandalorian? Have you watched that at all? Yeah, I finished it. Did you finish it? Oh yeah. Did it get better? It. Great. I fantastic. Um, I mean, I, the problem is when you're not watching it real time. As as yeah, the episodes are dropping, the, yeah. the problem the problem is you 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 kind of hear through social media kind sure, of what happens. What happens? That's fair. Yeah, it was kind so, of a big deal the last the last episode. So it wasn't a surprise as it probably was to someone who's watching. To it, me, like, it was a huge surprise. Yeah. Uh, well, the day it dropped, I'm saying like you know, but like I mean, yeah, I watched it the day it dropped. But yes, I mean, I'm not. I don't want to get into it in case someone hasn't watched it because I think like, to be at fair, this point, man, weeks ago I hadn't watched it, but. Well, yeah. I mean, season two, who knows? I mean, I mean, people might not have Disney Plus. Who knows? I don't know. You know, just saying. Um, but like. Darth Vader is Luke's father. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what? Oh I never saw God. that one. I, I watched one in three. I didn't get it. Come on. I was wondering why they're so close. <laughs> All I watched three. was Jar Jar. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just love the little kid in the pod <laughs> racing. Um, he's so sweet. So innocent. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, it's just I I I knew what was going to happen. It was still somewhat stunning. Sure. Um, I I I'm a, a massive Bubba Fett uh, fan. Sure. So, so like I, I didn't realize I didn't realize that Boba Fett was going to be in it. So, um, I'm still trying to figure out the timeline. I still don't quite understand the timeline of when this is supposed to be happening. So, um, uh, I'm off on that. A bit after Jedi, I believe. But. A bit, a bit after Jedi, because that's because um, like a, See, a isn't, decent doesn't amount. Doesn't that because, not make because, sense though? Because the Empire has been crushed, but there there's still Empire folks around, and now they're starting to. Uh, am I ruining things now that I'm talking about this? But the but the, no. the Empire has been destroyed, but but there's still these factions out there of the Empire, and, and that's okay, what so they're starting to build. I don't know how long after, maybe maybe five, ten years. I don't know exactly. It's going to be somewhat relatively soon after, but here's the thing. Is like, yeah, like he's Boba more Fett's, in the dark. Anyway. Boba Fett's there, like, but why is Boba Fett alive? I thought he, he, I thought he died in Jedi. Well, they kind of, well, he didn't really die. He fell down the, the Sarlacc. He kind of talked about it a little bit in the first the first episode that he came that he was back in the in this uh, I, series I, guess I didn't catch that he mentioned they mentioned it in passing a bit like something like you left him i don't remember exactly what it was but but he obviously was able to get out because because i because i know the sarlacc it doesn't like eat you it like you go down into it and you get like digested so he obviously makes his way out i know that because i'm kind of a he's dropping that hard i'm a little i'm a little bit more of a i'm a little bit more of a star wars nerd than you are but i'm not a like a i'm like uh i'm pretty low on the star wars nerd totem pole like uh, our uh (laughs) our buddy tom cogswell is a massive star wars nerd maybe we'll have him on one night and we can he can tell you can explain why we're you know we're just pat we're just padawans in the uh sure in the grand scheme of it yes um i i just remembered something i want to talk about before we get off the the air tonight um so i just saw today that well this is a kind of a multi multi-faceted story so there's layers to it so the first part i saw was a couple days ago where um universal and comcast has announced that nbc sports mm. the, the chain of nbc sports networks are no longer going to be in existence yeah yeah um and this is interesting because it there's a variety of ways this could go because nbc sports houses a lot of uh nba teams and a lot of nhl teams yeah that's right. Uh, for their home networks. So then this morning, news broke that the, um, for all intents and purposes, the very successful WWE network, which uh, is the network owned by WWE that shows all of their their pay-per-views, um, which has kind of been a game changer to a certain extent yeah. for anyone that's a wrestling fan, because instead of paying you know, $50, $60 for a pay-per-view every month, which is ludicrous, uh, you pay 10 bucks a month, you have every event and then you have the full back catalog. Sure. So it's it's cool if you're a wrestling historian. I'm, yeah. a, big, I'm a huge oh, wrestling nerd. So you can go back and watch a bunch of those old ones that you remember as a kid or whatever. Yeah. I can, I can go to the ones I went to in person and be like, oh, cool. This is what it actually looked sure. like. You know what I mean? Um, broadcast wise. So they announced this morning that the WWE Network is going to transition in two months completely over to Peacock, which is the NBC streaming mm. service. Yeah. Now, I'm an Xfinity customer. Yeah. Uh, so I get Peacock Plus for free with okay. my Xfinity. Interesting. So like like right now I have the office, the entire office. Sure. For the forever, you know, yeah. forever habit. 
Yeah. Um, and, and there's not really much else on Peacock necessarily that I've found that sparks my interest. They they redid like a, a new Saved by the Bell, mm. um, but I haven't watched it. Yes. Um, yeah, it's not your thing. It's more my thing. I, I like, I like the original Saved by the Bell when I was younger, but I just like I'm at this age now and I'm like, I don't really have any any interest in that. Same with like the full house type thing. But but whatever. Yeah. I understand why people would. I understand. I'm not judging. You're always judgy. We're judging. Too always, much. We're judging people. Uh, <laughs> that's I can't what we believe do. you're going to watch that. I guess. <laughs> I, I, well, I'm not going to watch it first off. I don't think I'm going to get that bored. There's too much stuff I still want to watch. I'd rather rewatch. I'm still like dying to rewatch the the, Mar- the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in the yeah. in the correct order. You should watch it as the events I take know. place. Yeah. Rather than the theatrical release. Like, that's what I want to do. But, like, I, I that's don't have a lot the time, of time to do that. Dude. Yeah. I don't have the time to do that. Um, yeah. One day. One day I will. Yeah. Um, Anyway, what I was getting at is that I think that this is kind of the precursor. This is the the you know the writing on the wall that I think that these teams that use NBC Sports Network, uh, whether yeah. it's Northwest or Southwest or whatever Mountain, whatever they call it, you know, wherever you're at in the country, I think they're all going to transition to Peacock. Yeah, they might. And and oh, man, I have realistically, YouTube. I have YouTube TV, and I really gotta I gotta see what what the Peacock if if that's included or not because that would be a bummer. Well, I mean, the thing is, here's the thing, though. It's a bummer in theory, uh-huh. but but it's five dollars a month. Is that what it is? Yeah, I thought it was like twelve. Five. Huh. Okay. Five for the tier that's going to have WWE Network. Well, I pay ten dollars a month right now, so uh-huh. I'm saving five bucks a month. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saving ten because I don't pay for anything because yeah. I have it with the Xfinity thing. Sure. Um, but it's four ninety nine. And I think that like there's like a, a premium, like a premium plus version or something, which I'm, that's like anything that's not live sports. You have, like we'll have commercials. I don't care. Who cares about that? Yeah. Right. Like fast. It, sit through the commercial. That's what we used to do when we were kids. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you'll live. Yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like, I think this is going to be the way that we're going to have to absorb Blazer games going forward is sure. on Peacock. Yeah. Um, which I think is really interesting because like in theory, if you're converting the WWE network subscribers over, you're you're essentially trans if, assuming they all transfer over. Yeah. Which they'll have, I'm sure there'll be some drop rate, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. not. It's it's at best free, at sure. worst half price. Yeah. Um for them. But like that's a that's one point one million subscribers. Yeah. That's yeah. Transitioning over. Like Peacock's gonna get bigger. That's and true. They'll probably get more stuff and whatnot. I'm really, I'm really curious to see the way it goes. Uh, but I think it's interesting because there's been so much debate over, you know, when it was Comcast Sports Northwest and that's NBC Sports Northwest, and it's just yeah. mm-hmm. uh, about like keeping their content, you know, really close to the vest and not letting it out on other streaming mediums and and trying to stop it from being pirated and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I think it's really interesting. I guess it's because it's going to be a, a significantly more accessible on Peacock than it has been on any other service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, except back when we were, you know, kids and it was on NBC. Yeah, um, that was fantastic. Yeah, those were the days. It, anyway, yeah. that's just some random uh, no, thought no. I had this morning. Yeah, no, I think it's interesting for sure. And anytime uh, Comcast loses a bit of, uh, uh, of of something like that, I'm pretty happy about it. Oh, I mean, they're not going to lose anything. They're going to get, I mean, it's still, uh, Comcast I guess still that's true. It, yeah, that's universal. True. That's fair. Never mind. Um, Forget it. I take that back. They're just, tra- they're just moving pieces you. of the moving it, moving it around. Yes. Yeah, Fair enough. So. You were correct. You got anything else you want to talk about? I think that's it. No. Yeah, man. I mean, it's going to be a good Pro Bowl this weekend. It's going to be played on Madden. I don't know <laughs> if you saw wait. that or not. It's gonna be, they're going to take the rosters and put them on Madden and, and that's play That's probably it. true. You're probably correct. Gonna, no, they are. And they're going to yes. televise it, I believe. <laughs> which is like the most ridiculous, <laughs> stupid thing I've ever heard in my life. Kind of awesome. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of awesome, but I don't really like. I don't want to watch people play video games for like two and a half hours or an no, hour, or whatever. Not. I mean, no, I, just, I don't think so uh, either. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I didn't watch the real Pro Bowl. Why would I watch a Why video game simulation of it? Yeah. Unless we were um, playing it, that, that that's a different story. Oh hell yeah! Let's let's make the rosters and play. Let's do it. Sure. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So that that concludes our 60s. 60s. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the 70s we go. Next week we'll be in the 70s, and you know it's we're, just, we're getting older, buddy. Um, you can find us anywhere you find your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Anchor, um, a variety of different places. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five star rating; it helps people across the world find us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. The podcast is at Luge's Gracious. We don't tweet there that often, but Casey tweets all the time at CW McGrath. I yeah. tweet all the time at Volcom Pancake. Um, 
Yeah, shout out to the Stubborn Lovers letting us use their music for the intro outro. I wish they were playing live shows. I know Todd's played a couple of uh, little, you know, yeah. Facebook Live type concerts, just yeah. uh, trying to stay fresh on the guitar. If you're listening, Todd, we love you. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.